Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Are you subscribed to OnlyPage yet? Visit OnlyPage.com for VIP access to all things, well, me. From golf instruction content, behind the scenes footage, and new content uploaded weekly, including member-only live streams. OnlyPage is your only way to connect with me off social media. Sign up today at OnlyPage.com. Again, that's OnlyPage.com. Do you want to improve your game faster and hit your driver longer? The good news is ShotScope can help you achieve your goals. ShotScope has products for every golfer, such as GPS watches, laser rangefinders, and shot tracking devices designed to lower scores and improve your golf by over four shots on average. I use the Pro LX Plus rangefinder on the course to get my distances. What I love most about ShotScope is tracking my game and reviewing my stats. The great news is your personalized stats are completely free with no yearly subscription. If I can use it, anyone can. Jump over to ShotScope.com today and find the perfect product for you. And remember to use my code PAGE at checkout. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Playing Around Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Renee, and we are going to do a fun solo episode today, focusing a lot on some Q&A. But first off, we have some big golf news that we have to talk about. Lexi Thompson has accepted a sponsor invite to play in the Shriners Open in Las Vegas. I think that this is incredible for Lexi, for women's golf, for the growth of the game. There's always a lot of hate when it comes to sponsor invites. We have seen this time and time again with Steph Curry, Tony Romo, um, Michelle Wee, Annika, Lexi, myself, when I played in the European tour event, that was actually a big catalyst in my career because there was so much controversy around my sponsor invite. People were saying that I didn't deserve to be there. I was taking someone's spot that was more deserving that I got the sponsor invite because of my social media following and my brand, and it had nothing to do with my golf game. And so there was a ton of discussion around that. And again, we see that continuously all the time. The common theme is that this person is taking a spot from someone else who truly deserves it. I think it's really interesting how... People only get frustrated about this when it's someone that they feel is not deserving of the spot. But in reality, they're actually boosting the tournament, which means that people are getting 
more sponsors, more eyes on it, more money, and it's making the event better for everyone else. And that person is taking so much heat when it's actually to the benefit of whichever tour that person is on, all the players, the sponsors. I mean, it's it's incredible how people don't think through this. Every single tournament on any tour has a, a certain number of sponsor invites, and that can vary. It could be two, three, it could be eight. It really depends on the tournament, but there are always sponsor invites, and you don't hear about it often because maybe it's a local pro or a junior, that's up to the tournament to decide on who they want to bring into this event. <laughs> Again, like the events that cause the most hate were people saying that this person doesn't deserve it. They actually deserve it the most because they're bringing so much attention to the event. But who really does like qualify as deserving it? You can say that it's pros that are on the brink of get, maybe getting their card or maybe making it and Lexi, since she is not obviously going to be playing on the PGA Tour, is taking that spot. There are so many opportunities for people to qualify. You can Monday qualify. You have all these mini tours. One spot is really not going to make or break. And again, it comes down to eyes on the event. We're kind of in a slow off-season of golf, and most people are probably not thinking too much about the event, and now everyone's talking about it. Now it comes to Lexi Thompson. She isn't playing the best golf of her career. In the last two weeks, she has actually been playing a lot better. Um, She has been in the spotlight. There was a little bit of a controversy surrounding her when it came to the Solheim Cup, where she hit a poor chip. She was asked about it in a press conference. She did not want to really talk about it. Some people were saying that she came off as a little bit aggressive, a little bit snippy, and she has kind of dealt with some of these controversies throughout her entire career. Something that's really interesting about Lexi Thompson is that I remember her growing up in the spotlight, and she has dealt with this her entire career, and I don't think they'll realize how difficult it is to play under those circumstances for such a long time. I mean, she was a phenom when she was 10, 11, 12, 13. I remember her winning events at 12 and I'm playing against her and I'm like, I have no shot. She hits it so far and so good, makes everything. She's been so good for so long. And so for people to say that she doesn't deserve it, she's been in the spotlight for such a long time. And I can't think of someone who is more deserving of this opportunity. She has the length. So I don't think that the course will overpower her. Obviously, it comes down to short games since that has been an issue with her game in the last couple weeks, but it looks like she's chipping better. She's been working on it. She's been gaining confidence, but I'm shocked that people are actually asking this question. What tees will she play? She is going to play from the tips like the men. She's going to wear pants. She has to follow all the rules and they're not going to allow her to play up. And then it brought in the conversation of how far do the women play on the LPGA tour? A lot of people on social media think that the women on the LPGA tour play from the front tees, which people call the ladies tees. It's not the ladies tees, it's the front tees. (laughs) But they're actually playing from 
64,000 is the shortest, upwards towards 69, 68. So they're playing courses that are quite long and very challenging. Most of them have hybrids, long irons into the greens, but not Lexi. Lexi is one of the longest hitters on tour. So I do think in a place like Vegas, where it can be firm and fast and the weather looks really nice, so it'll be warm. So when it's warm, the ball goes farther. But I think she can play quite well. I've never had an issue with women playing against the men. I know, again, that can frustrate some people. We saw it with Annika and Michelle Wee and Lexi Thompson. A lot of people thought that for this tournament that Nellie Corda should have gotten the opportunity over Lexi, but it's quite daunting to go into this event. You already know that all eyes are going to be on you. It's a ton of pressure. You have to play well under really extreme circumstances. And I don't think a lot of players would want to put themselves in that situation. So I commend Lexi for pushing herself outside of her comfort zone. And I think that's something that we can all learn from this is that you have to continuously push yourself to be better. And you have to do things that are scary. You have to do things every day that are scary. And if you don't do that and you don't get outside your comfort zone, you're never going to advance in life. You're never going to see what you're truly capable of. I know that it's comfortable being in a safe space And you can be successful doing that, but you're never going to reach your full potential if you don't continuously take steps in a positive direction. And when I say in a positive direction, it doesn't mean every time that you step outside your comfort zone that you're going to succeed. I have failed a ton of times, but I know what that feels like. It's not as bad as you think it's going to be. And every time I've done that, I've learned something and I've become a better person, a more well-rounded person, a more successful person, because I'm constantly trying to make myself uncomfortable. And it can give me a lot of anxiety. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. But don't let the fear of failure stop you from being the best version of yourself. So let's all cheer on Lexi Thompson this week. I think it's going to be a great week for golf. And I'm all about doing anything that we can grow the game. And I think a lot of eyes will be on this event, which is really exciting. I will also be out there. I have a bit of travel coming up, going to Vegas, to Colorado, to Virginia, potentially Miami, then back to Miami. Then (laughs) I'm all over the place. Uh, But wrapping up this year, and I can't wait to keep you guys updated through the podcast. Let's get into some Q&A. I haven't done a solo Q&A pod in a little bit, so I thought it'd be interesting to do another one. The first question is, do you ever wish you could have your anonymity? Oh my God. (laughs) Anonymity. Anonymity. Oh my gosh. Do you ever wish that you could be anonymous? (laughs) Or, oh, okay. Hold on. Is it an, is it an, is it, I know it's anonymous or B, but is it anonymity or is it anonymity? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how did you become so successful? I don't know. Okay, let's try this again. We're going to go with anonymity, anonymity. We're going to go with that. Basically being anonymous. That's what we're trying to get at. So the question is, do you ever wish you could have your anonymity back? (laughs) It sounds like in Finding Nemo when they're trying to say, (laughs) okay, off track. 
anonymity back or do you truly embrace your celebrity status? So in previous years, I had the best job ever because my whole presence was on social media. And so I could live a very normal life when I went outside and I never had anyone really recognize me unless I was on the golf course or like in a sports setting where people knew I was going to be there. But if I was just going out, getting groceries, flying, I very rarely had people come up to me. I would say after the I got number one on Maxim, things started to shift slightly. So that was in, um, that was last year. Yeah, last year. <laughs> and I would show up to the airport, sweats, no makeup. And all of a sudden people started like asking for pictures and, you know, coming up to me. And so now it happens quite a bit, which is exciting because that's a sign of growth in my career. And so I don't want to say I want to get rid of that because then obviously my career is not growing anymore. And so that is really important. It's an important part of what I do. I have such a sense of community through my social media platforms. And so it actually is quite nice when people come up to me and I've never truly had to deal with that many bad encounters when people do come up to me. Of course, there are always those situations and we've had to really amp up security to take care of that. And I would say that's probably the hardest part about this is having, you know, full-time security and trying to deal with um, safety issues. But now that that's handled, I really do like when people come up to me and we can talk about, you know, the connection that we've made online and, I really do feel like we're friends and not followers. And so it is really nice to put a face to the people who are following me. So no, I don't mind it. And it's obviously um, a good gauge of the progression of my career. How old are you? So I'm 30 this year. I was quite nervous to turn 30, especially because of the industry that I'm in and the brand that I've created that most people have this perception of when you hit a certain age, which is honestly, like past 25 that you are, you know, expired milk and they have to take you off the shelf and replace you with something that's newer, younger, fresher, better. And so I was nervous that even when I was starting doing this, I always felt like I had a short amount of time to capitalize because of when you hit a certain age and just the perception around that within this industry. And I've hit 30 And I feel like I look better than ever. I feel better than ever. I am more confident than I've ever been. And that I'm just slowly now hitting my stride for the rest of my career. And so I have changed my tune on it. I feel that I have such a long runway and that I can continue to grow. And so if there are any women listening to this right now and they're nervous to get older, don't be. It's the best thing ever. And I feel like I'm truly coming into my own now. In 20 years time, what do you hope to be doing? You know, what's funny. I am a very goal oriented person. And so I think of the goal in front of me and how to accomplish that. And I never really think like big picture, like what I want to be doing. I also think because in my career, there really hasn't been a runway of, okay, this is what you need to do. And then this is the next step. And this is the next step. And then you get a promotion here. And then there's there's been no guide of how to successfully do this. I've been paving this path as I continue to grow. 
And so one that's really exciting, but it's also difficult to see what your what your career could look like in 10, 20 years because there isn't a consistent path or there isn't someone who has done this before where I can look to and be like, okay, this is where I want to go. So in that sense, I don't really know what my career can look like in 20 years or what I want my life to really look like in 20 years. And so I do think really short term, especially because social media is such a changing landscape. And I don't know what platforms are going to be popular in the next five years or the trends or, you know, what what's going to be happening there. So it really is the Wild West when it comes to like longevity. And I think that is something that is a bit scary about what I do is that I don't know what what this could look like. But that's also the most exciting part is that I have a blank canvas to create whatever I want to create. And I think that's what I love to do most is I love to build businesses and I love to, I love to create and I love to help other people. And so if I can put all of my passions together, what would that look like? And I think we're figuring that out now. There's so many different pillars of my business and I don't really talk about what my business looks like all that often because I think people tune out (laughs) and that's something that's not really that interesting to them. But I am finding more and more that people are interested in that and they're all they're interested in how I have built my business. And when I talk about the different pillars, so there's partner work that I do. And so you see that throughout all the sponsorships where I'm an ambassador. And then you have events and we're doing a ton more events coming up. And then there is like all the social work that I do. So giving back to charities, um, doing some really fun work with the AJGA, which I'm excited to expand on that more with you guys in the near future. Giving back is something that is so incredibly important. So I don't know exactly what in the next 20 years my life will look like, but I know that there will be a big charitable component to my business and my career. And that will always be going, especially junior golf. I would not be in the position that I am in now if it wasn't for the organizations like an FCWT, an AJGA, there was the IJGT. There were all these different tours and the people that I met and the lessons that I learned, especially within the AJGA. They teach you how to care for the golf course and how to fill divots and ball marks. And you have to write thank you notes after every single tournament. And they make you give speeches and they really prepare you for what life could look like after college, if you want to play professionally and um, so many helpful lessons that if you don't want to play professionally, that this will help you um, with whatever you decide to do. And so I really want to be involved in that for as long as I possibly can. And that's kind of a goal of mine. I've always like a, a dream of mine has been to open a really amazing golf course with a thriving junior program where Kids who don't have a lot of money have access to amazing coaches and equipment, everything they need to be successful. And it's okay if you don't have all the money to support that. So through scholarships or funds or whatever we can do, because I didn't grow up with a lot of money and I had to clean the pro shop to get range balls. And so there were times where I felt like I was behind a bunch of my other peers because Golf is a very expensive sport and most people who are successful have grown up with access to amazing facilities and coaches and most of their parents can just provide them with whatever they need. And so if you don't have that, you do feel like you're lacking and you're behind the eight ball. So 
I want to do something where I can provide. So I'd say that's something in the next 20 years that I definitely want to focus on. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers download the PointsBet app today and sign up in any of PointsBet's live states with code PAGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager and bet credits. Again, that's promo code PAGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, your move. Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. How far do you hit your driver on average? So this changes everywhere that I go. A lot of people don't realize that going to different states with different altitudes and weather affects how far your ball flies. And so in Colorado, I could be averaging 280. And then in San Diego, I could hit it 240 or same with Florida. And then so it really does change wherever you go. But I normally just say if someone asks me that I say around 250 is what my average is. How much money a year do you earn as a golfer? So being a professional golfer, you have a crazy runway of how much money you can make. And we're seeing that right now with all of these discussions of live and PGA tour and, and all the players complaining about money, which is insane because they're multimillionaires and they're making so much money. But when I played professionally, and this is the not so glamorous side of golf is I played around 25 events. I made money in all of them, but two, and I barely broke even. 
So, for example, I did a European tour event, the Scottish Open, and I made the cut and lost money. (laughs) So you don't make that much until you get to a certain level of this game. And even for the women, it's still, I was looking at the last tournament they played in Texas and the winner got $220,000, which again is, don't get me wrong, that's a lot of money. But when you compare it to what the guys are making on the PGA Tour, it's so incredibly different. And I know that the LPGA Tour has done a really great job in the last couple of years of raising the, the purses and they're doing everything they need to be doing. But sometimes you do see that and you're like, wow, that's that's a stark difference. So you can be making a ton of money and you could be barely scraping by. I think, though, within golf, there are so many different avenues that you can go where you can make a great living. You can be a teaching professional, which are very long hours. It's very strenuous. And that, again, it takes you a long time to get up to the point where you are making a lot of money. But you can work in marketing. You can, you can do all of these things within golf and make a great, great career for yourself. You can do what I do and go into influencing and content creation. And again, there's so many things. So if you are looking for a career in golf, there are plenty of opportunities and there is a lot of way to make a great living for yourself. Do you prepare all the content only by yourself or is there a whole crew behind the scenes? I think people would be quite surprised to look at my team. We are small but mighty. And I have a manager, I have an agent, I have a content manager, and then um, there is a manager to help the content manager. And so that's all part of my agency. And so they will help me um, secure deals, plan my itineraries, travel with me. Um, So they, they do a lot. But when it comes to the actual content, so I come up with all of the ideas. I will have someone film it. Most of the time it's my mom. And then um, I will edit and I post. So all of my social media accounts, I run myself. And when it comes to the content, it's everything that I've thought of. And so it really is a very small team. I know people who have a bunch of camera lights, all of this, and they're doing what I'm doing. But I've always felt that you need to never lose yourself throughout this process. And we see that a lot with creators where they start out and the reason they gain followers is because of their relatability and that they're authentic. And as they gain more followers, they gain more sponsors, and which means more money. And before you know it, you have so many people in your ear. You have so many people telling you things that you should or shouldn't be doing. And you just lose touch with reality. And so I've always kept my team extremely small and I've always had full control over everything that I do in post. And I am the CEO of my own media company. And so I always want to have as much control as possible. Probably an issue. I probably shouldn't have this much control because I'm running on fumes right now, but that's okay. Because again, it's important for me to post it and to write the caption and to respond back to people and to see what their reaction is. Because again, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing if it wasn't for you guys being engaged in my content. And to be engaged means I have to... um, be be interactive with you and see what you guys are, what you like and what you dislike and what's going on. And um, I, I love doing that. That's what I love most is creating content. And that's one thing that I never want to stop doing. I never want someone to run my accounts. I always want to run my own accounts. And I always want to be the one coming up with the ideas. And because that's, that's me. And 
you guys follow these accounts because it has it because it's things that I'm passionate about. And so I never want to lose that. And so, yeah, even though it's a lot of work and it can be difficult at times, it's it's fun to do. Like, for example, and sometimes they're good ideas and sometimes they're bad ideas. <laughs> I had this idea. So I have only page, which is my subscription site. And I was like, you know, what would be really fun is I'm going to do one Halloween costume every single day in October. So that's 31 costumes. And I told my team, like, hey, I'm going to execute this. I'm going to do it. And then I had, and I didn't really think about all the logistics that went into what this looked like. So I had to then go and buy 31 Halloween costumes. I don't think people realize that. I bought 31 Halloween costumes. The site called me and they're like, um, this doesn't seem right. You're going to have to call in and verify that you actually want all of these costumes was a lot of money. <laughs> I spent so much money on it. And I then had to shoot them all be- almost all before October because I'm traveling. And so I wouldn't be able to shoot it every single day. And so I had to do two chunks, um, 16 and 15. And it was so much fun because I love dressing up, but it was just, oh, and then I had to take the pictures and I had to pick the pictures that I wanted and then I'd edit the pictures and then I had to like make sure everything was perfect with them. And so that it takes so much time. And then on top of that, obviously I have all of my other obligations that I have to do. And so there really is so much that goes into this. And so it's really great when I get positive feedback that you guys are loving it, which we are seeing. So head over to only page right now. If you want to see all the Halloween costumes, because like I, <laughs> I put work into doing it, but I do it because you guys like it. And I do it because it's fun. And, um, I love doing stuff like that. Most famous golfer you've met, Tiger Woods, for sure. That was also the only person I've ever gotten really nervous to meet, too. Most of the time, I don't get that nervous when I meet famous people, but I was shaking to meet him because it's Tiger Woods. It's insane. From your time involved in golf, which player, male or female, do you admire the most? Lydia Ko is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. And she is nice to everyone around her. We were at PXG at the same time. And this is when she was really at the height of her career. She could not have been nicer and gone out of her way to not only me and um, the other players who were there, but the staff, every single person she went out of her way to be nice to. And I've always admired someone at that stature who still takes time to remember people's names and to go out of their way to say hi to lighting, to catering, to there's so many people on set too. I I think there are so many people there. And she was nice to every single one and went out of her way to have conversations with every single person there. Max Homa is another player where he is such a great player and even better person. Same with goes for his wife, Lacey. They're just so great. But I think a lot of players are hesitant to really get involved in social media because it can take away from your golf. And I say that because if you do say something wrong or you're always going to get hate. Always. It doesn't matter if you're the nicest person ever like Max Homa. He still even gets hate from some tweets he will put out. And he still continues to do that because he understands the importance of 
connecting with the audience who are supporting you. And he has such an amazing fan base now because he's invested his time into connecting with other people. And I've really admired that. And the fact you can balance that while playing golf at the highest level is truly incredible. Why don't you collaborate with more golf influencers? So I really haven't done that many collaborations. I did one with Bob Does Sports, and you guys love that. The thing that's really different, though, about the Bob Does Sports crew is that they are so incredibly genuine. And sometimes within the influencer world, you have people who think that they are more important than they really are, and they're very difficult to deal with. So I've always just taken (laughs) the route of like, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm going to stick to myself and I'm going to stick to what works for me. And I think I have a bit of a reputation within the golf influencer space as being a bit aloof where I am not the person that would collaborate as much as others. And it's not because I don't want to. I think it's because I've had so many bad experiences with some influencers that I just don't think that it's worth it. It's also just this big gossipy kind of high school where everyone knows everything about everyone and there's always rumors being spread. And so I get enough hate online that I just don't want to subject myself to that. And so... I've always just kind of stuck to myself. But after working with the Bob to Sports guys, I realized that, you know, it it is important not only for, um, it's just good for the game of golf if we continue to collaborate. And so after that, they really opened my mind and I've been reaching out to more creators. I did a collaboration with Garrett Clark, uh, GM Golf. He's part of Good Good. And that also went really well. He's a really good kid bright future, um, good, great player, just such a, a genuine person. I think that's kind of the theme of this podcast is so genuine because again, like I said, there are just so many people out there who are so fake. And so I'm open to working with influencers, but there has been times recently where I've gone up to um, some golf creators and they've just completely blown me off, like completely blown me off. I went up to someone recently at an event And I was like, hey, I love your work. I'd love to collaborate with you sometime. And he looked at me, smiled, and then walked away. (laughs) And I was like standing there and it was in front of a ton of people. And I was so embarrassed. And I was like, yeah, this is why I, I don't do it. But I have found some really good people within the industry. Like I said, I cannot say enough kind, amazing words about the Bob Does Sports crew. They are even better in person. They are exactly how they are online as they are in person. That's another big thing too, is that a lot of the creators are not the same in person, in real life as they are online. And so it like really throws you through a loop because you get to know people through their accounts and then you meet them in person. You're like, what? Who is this person? And that's always so incredibly shocking. But um Hopefully, we'll be doing more collaborations with uh, the Bobda Sports guys because you guys do really enjoy that. And I, I enjoy their company. They're amazing, amazing people. <laughs> That's funny. The next question underneath that was, do you ever feel disrespectful from other pro golfers, male or female? And more from the influencers, honestly. Um, I've just been through some really weird encounters with the golf media people and influencers and creators. 
I think that there is a divide on how people perceive me. And I think this goes back to what I was just saying, where the way people know me is through my social media presence. And that's obviously a a part of me, but it's not all of me. And I have created a persona, a character, and I play it up. And I've really leaned into that in the last couple of years because it's fun and I enjoy it. And it's like you're, you're playing a character. You feel like an actress. And I do try to amplify everything that I'm doing because, you know, you just don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again. You have to keep evolving. And so I think people see this character and they think that's who I am 24 seven. And then a lot of times they'll meet me and they're like, Oh, you're good at golf. Oh, you're actually like down to earth. They're like, oh, you're like a nice person or, oh, your tits are now like, <laughs> and it's like quite shocking. And it's like, yeah, like, cause I, I am a person with many different sides of me and that's just not who I am 24 seven. So yeah, of course I'm going to be a little bit different. And, um, so I think when people don't take the time to get to know me or they just see what I post on social media, I, you can see a bit of hesitation when I first meet them. And then after some time, they're like, OK, you're you're not you're not half bad <laughs> or maybe some of them don't like me. I don't know. But like I said, I really do keep to myself. Let's do one more question and then I will wrap it up for you guys. Best fairway wood or hybrid on a budget. So you guys already know what I'm going to say is I always think that the best option is to go to Club Champion and to get fit for your clubs. And I know that upfront it will be a little bit more, but when you are looking at a budget, I see a lot of people go and they continuously get clubs off the rack and it doesn't fit them. And so they end up wasting so much money trying to find a club that works for them instead of just going to get fit at Club Champion. There's also this misconception about club champion where they try to jack up the prices and they're giving you equipment that's just expensive and not good for you. You can go into club champion and you can tell them what your budget is and they're going to find what works for your budget. And so they're not trying to upsell you, but if you're saying, Hey, I want the best equipment that's out there. Sometimes that is a shaft that is more expensive than another shaft and that's less expensive. And so if you're just saying, I want the best equipment that and, and prices and an option, it's probably going to be more expensive because sometimes like the more expensive shafts are better. Not always the case. And so if you're telling them, I this is my budget, I, I want a fairway wood within this price frame. Can you do this for me? They're going to find it and it's not going to be that much more expensive. I did a video where I went and I got a driver off the rack and it was $650. And then getting fit, it it's like not that much more expensive. And so you're already spending so much money for a club that doesn't even work for you. They're going to replace anyways. And now you can go to Club Champion. You can get a club that fits you perfectly and it doesn't, like you're going to have it for years. And another great thing too is you can go back in and they're going to help you always like tinker with that club. And so if it feels off to you, they're going to make it perfect. And so they'll fix loft and lies for free. They'll do all these things for free to help you play the best golf ever. And so they're not trying to just kill you on price, like, but you have to be honest with them. Same with everything. You're not going to go to a car dealership and get, be like, give me the best car. They're going to give you the most expensive car because it's, it's probably the best car. I mean, it has the upgraded stereo system and wheels and a different kit and like 
all of these things make this car better, but if you strip it down, you can still find a car that's amazing, that's probably really great for you, that doesn't have all this other stuff. And so again, it just goes into pricing, being honest with them, being like, this is my budget. This is what I want to, uh, this is what I want to do. Can you help me? And they're going to help you do that because that's what they're there to do. So head over to Club Champion. These guys are great. They're honestly incredible. You can use my code page if you guys want a discount to make it even better to fit your budget. <laughs> and you know what? That's it for today. I think that was a great episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to follow us on social media, the Playing Around podcast. Give us five stars. Leave us a nice review. Share with your friends. Subscribe. All of that good stuff. And I will see you guys. I will, you guys will hear me. There we go. You will hear me. You know, I've been doing this for so many years and I still fuck that up every single time. So you guys will hear me next time. <laughs> Bye. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Win money betting on golf this year. Betting on golf is fun, but picking winners isn't easy. BetSports Golf has the data, tools, and experts to turn your Sundays into paydays. Members get in-depth articles, research tools, and our team's picks each and every week. If you had bet $100 on every wager the BetSports Golf team had recommended last year, you'd be up nearly $10,000. For a limited time, you can head to BetSportsGolf.com to get a special price on a year-long subscription. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's. Because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.